Assalamu alaikum, bro. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm just, I'm just blown away, bro. This is the first time in the history of the three Muslims where we are legit starting off with an actual disclaimer on a live stream. Yeah. Yeah. But as I've mentioned before, anyone that is not of age, anyone that's young, this is not an issue that I want all of these kids to be watching. I don't want parent notes from, uh, you know, moms and all that after this. But that being said, being a sensitive topic, let's go on. Bismillah. So a lot of people that are on the internet, and you should, you should know about this because it's, it's literally currently happening. But th those that don't, Rami, are you aware of what's happening with Drake? Yeah. So it's, it's actually, like you said, all over the internet. And uh, firstly, again, viewer discretion is advised. But essentially what happened was um, Drake took home a model and ended up sleeping with her. And what he did was he took the condom he put hot sauce in it so it would kill the sperm and he, then he threw it away. And then what happened was the uh, model actually had this plan that she would go and take the uh, sperm from the condom and impregnate herself mm. to essentially have Drake's child. So that nine months she can probably go and claim child support and like all this stuff from him. Um, but obviously because he had filled it with hot sauce, or put hot sauce in it, it killed the sperm and ended up, um, you know, hurting her. So she screamed and everything. And then the jig was up, basically. But now, as a result of that, she's actually suing Drake. This is, subhanAllah. Listen, bro, you are right. I just want to quickly add that apparently they were just talking on Instagram, right? So Drake and this IG model, they're just talking on Instagram, um, doing what they do. And they wanted to meet up. So I believe they went out, you know, for like dinner or whatever. And, you know, he took her back to, you know, his room. And it was very consensual from every, all the reports, including the reports from her. Because I want you to understand that Drake till now has not addressed this issue. He's not even acknowledged it. He's not even given it any type of credence. This is just from the testimony of the, the IG model. So it's very consensual. There was no, nothing, you know, forced, anything like that. They did whatever these two people would have done you know behind closed doors but now everyone knows about it and you know once he finished he you know disposed the condom like anyone would and he was just chilling and you know she goes to the washroom he hears a scream he's probably thinking you know she hurt herself or something happened you know he went to go check and not to his surprise this is what she was doing now i want to preface this by saying that I highly doubt this is the first time Drake did this because he's probably not trying to have a random woman just get a millionaire baby daddy just like that. Whether or not this was her first time doing it, I don't know. But whatever she did, this was clearly stupid because forget about, you know, bacterial vaginosis and all these other issues that she could get with the hot sauce. She probably didn't know. She was probably way too caught up in just how do I secure this bag? that she didn't even look down or wasn't even paying attention to what she was actually putting inside her. And this is what happened. Now, this is going, you know, completely viral because everyone's like, okay, who's to blame? What's going on? And now she is suing him. So Rami, based on what I told you so far, all right, I just want to ask you a very simple question. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear all this? And I, and I gave you both sides too. I'm trying to keep it very neutral, very balanced. 
Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is that Islam would have fixed all of this. That's the first thing I think about. Islam 100%. would have prevented all of this stuff. Uh, in terms of the actual cases themselves, uh, I guess that's, as the brother said, she tried to catch a case and, and still <laughs> got one, but not the one she wanted. Uh, yeah, so basically what she committed was something called sperm theft, which is basically when you try and coerce or trick a man or take whatever means necessary to impregnate yourself with a man's sperm beyond mm. his you know, consent. So this could come in the form of t- lying to him, saying you're on the pill, or lying to him and, and saying that um, you've undergone this, I've, that, I've heard other. some poking holes, bro. Yeah, poking holes in the condom as well. And this would be uh, another example. It's actually not legally a crime as far as I know, uh, but it is wrong <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> when you're talking about consent theory, there has to be room for this within consent theory because Drake obviously did not consent and they both knew that, you know, a condom was being used in all of that. So, uh, yeah, but how about you? Like, when you think of this, what do you think of? Before I address that, I had a quick question, bro. So you're saying this is not currently, like, a crime? As far as I know, legally, sperm theft is not considered a crime. As Damn, far as I know, bro. Yeah, and it's Thanks. messed up. It's it is messed up because, bro, think about it like this. Forget all of the variables aside. Before we get into Islam and all this, if a man sleeps with a woman and they want to use contraceptives, they both consensually agreed to doing the act with the contraceptive. And now all of a sudden she wants that. So, you know, to me, it's kind of dishonest and unethical. But I'm not surprised because I'm sure I'm sure these IG models and, you know, I'm sure this is not the first time yeah. she's she's thought of doing sperm theft. I don't know if this is the first time she's done it. Definitely not the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. my first thought, bro, when I when I heard about all this is as strange as this sounds, I know this is going to sound super strange, but the world we live in with the with the laws and the legal system and all this, yeah. she might, there's a small chance, but she might actually win this settlement. Yeah. This is my first thought. It was, it's such a strange thing to, and I know, I know guys, I wish the judge, the prosecutor, whoever's dealing with this case has the common sense that we all do here, but there's still a chance that she might actually win this settlement. Yeah. And that's the strange thing about today's time. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, this is the problem. And, and people might be wondering why are we even addressing such a thing? And we're not a drama news channel. We're not just here to report what's going on in the news. We're not freaking drama alert or anything like that, bro. There's no Keemstar up here. Alhamdulillah. But, yeah, it is a big topic. And people, I think the problem is people don't realize how big of a topic it actually is. We're not just here to talk about what happened in Drake. We don't care about him and his life. We don't care about the IG model. We don't care about any of that. We're here to talk about the underlying issue uh, that there is to all of this which is the law of the West, their, their philosophy, their ideologies, their ways of life, and that they have a system that allows for such a thing, and that we have a social system that allows for such a thing. Why do people hate polygyny and promote unlawful activity? That's honestly, that is an amazing question. That is we'll get into that. We'll get into question. that. Yes, inshallah, we will get there. Um, but we have to start at base one, which is what is the main issue? The main issue is that people are choosing a way of life. They're choosing laws. They're choosing a legal system and a social system and certain morals and values that does not come from someone who is all-knowing and all-wise. It comes from people with desires, with a bias, with a lack of information. This is who it's coming from inevitably. So are these people really qualified to choose how we should live life uh, wholesomely and how we should rule our land and what laws we should have? Clearly not, because not even every person in the society is going to agree to that. 
So what kind of, you know, democracy do you really have? If you're leaving out a huge chunk of the minority, uh, you know, out of the equation to be able to say what they believe. And what about the other legal systems and different religions that people, you know, attest to having and want to have, like Muslims having Sharia law. We don't have Sharia courts in the West to be able to deal with things like this according to Islam. So, yeah, I mean, I want to pass the mic on so I don't keep it. Let's, let's start this at ground zero. So, Drake, not being a Muslim, this IG model, not being a Muslim, all of this aside, where this starts was something that took place because this is where Drake is in his career. Now, I want anyone watching this, they're like, yeah, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. Listen, we're not here trying to condone what Drake did or the IG model did whatsoever. But what we are saying is anyone that hasn't made it to that level in life in terms of dunya worldly success, because I, I, it is it is not reflective or indicative of your, your success or value in terms of Allah whatsoever. But in terms of dunya success, fame, money, clout, whatever you want to call it, you don't know how you're going to act once you get there. So this is not me trying to defend him whatsoever, but I'm saying it's easy to say that when you haven't gotten to that level. Once you have gotten to that level, you have unprecedented amounts of fitna all around you, and it's very easy to slip. So, you know, I also want to address one thing too. All the people that are watching that, they're like, oh, there's Rami, you know about Megtow, right? Yeah. Yeah, men going their own way. Listen, this is to all the Megtow people watching this. This is proof, bro, that, that Mechtel is not, it's nonsensical. It makes no sense. Because no matter where you are, a man and a woman, they're always going to want to get intimate. This is, this is reality. There's no, and I don't care what you say, you know, I don't need women or women saying I don't need men. This is going to happen no matter what. Yeah. All we are saying is things like this are what's going to happen if you don't follow a proper way of life. Following a proper way of life eliminates all of this from multiple facets that we're going to get into. But <laughs> just looking at what happened, bro. This wouldn't have happened. I agree with you. This is something completely... This It's kind of like these are the games you got to play, bro. You got to regularly yeah. get checked for HIV. You got to regularly, you know, put hot sauce. You know, the Frank's hot sauce slogan is literally, I put that on everything. So <laughs> they weren't kidding, bro. And and subhanAllah, look at what's happening, bro. Yes, subhanAllah. And you, you mentioned that, you know, when someone gets to that level, like, you know, the fitna they, they go through and everything. And obviously it's not, you know, condoning what he did. Um, I want to give... And, and again, we don't care about Drake. Honestly, we don't care about Drake. We think him and everyone else should be a Muslim and you know, live in the way that God has instructed us to live so that we don't commit atrocities and injustices against ourselves and other people. But if you look to the Quran, <clears throat> you see Sur, uh, Surah Yusuf. And you see Yusuf salam, is narrated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, and by the Prophet that he was the most, you know, basically the most beautiful uh, man to exist. So the fitna that he had... <clears throat> was a lot worse, I would say, than, than what Drake had. And I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say this because he was like a very, very good-looking man, mashallah. And on mm. top of that, he was actually the servant of a, a certain man and a woman, whereas the woman would always be there with him constantly. The same woman, the same, and she actively wanted to seduce him and try him and try him over and over and over and over and over. But what did he say when she locked him in a room and said that, like, this is going to happen, you're not going to say no? What did he say? He said, Ma'adullah. He said, I fear Allah. And he literally bolted out the door. He ran out the door. So, I mean, obviously, we're not saying what Drake did is good. No, bro, we don't care mm. about Drake or, or mm. anyone else or what they do. We're saying, Ma'adullah. We fear Allah. I fear Allah. You run out that door. But the bigger issue, as Fayyad mentioned, is that we live in a society where this kind of stuff is okay, where you have men and women just completely free mixing all the time 
And because of that, you have promiscuity. And because of promiscuity, you have high STDs and HIV and all these sexually transmitted diseases mm-hmm. that go about in society because everyone's sleeping around with different people. Now, on top of that, you have so many hearts getting broken. People don't know what love is. And we've actually <laughs> developed this, this breakup mentality that when it's not going my way, I will just leave them, break up with them and find someone else. That's mm-hmm. the main reason, I would say, why marriages don't work because people, and a lot of the time, women, they have this mentality that, you know, he's not meeting my high expectations that st- that in the standards that society tells me I should have for myself and for him. So I'm mm. going to leave him and either be lonely the rest of my life or find someone else. All of these things are huge contributing factors to horrible diseases we have, like high divorce rates and, and, and promiscuity and all that stuff, so pornography, or maybe I shouldn't say that, but um, you know, addictions and all I mean, that. Bro, stuff. this rate, I'm pretty sure. This- <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's not done, about a topic like this. It's done already. Demonetized, bro. No way. Yeah, yeah, so, it's so like, plug, addictions and all that stuff. Because it got yeah. demonetized. Check right there. Support us or wherever it is right there. Uh, three Muslims on Patreon, but uh, for real content. Anyway, we'll carry on. Yeah, so contributing to all these desi- diseases in society and stuff. So, what is the solution? The solution is Islam. People think that, oh, either you're, you're, you're a liberal or you're like, you're either you're left wing or you're right wing. Uh, either you're a capitalist or a communist, socialist. Mm-hmm. People don't know that there's a middle ground, Islam. And Islam has its own political theory, it has its own legislative theory, it has its own economic theory, its own social theory. And not, these aren't theories. To us, they're a fact because they come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Within there, we have a society where you don't have this promiscuity. You don't have, mm. in, uh, you know, gender is just free mixing like this and in a place where groping uh, takes, uh, you know, takes place and, and uh, sexual assaults take place and all of these atrocities, rape and all that stuff. It's not that they never happen. Obviously, they, they do occur and you can never fully stop it unless you completely isolate people 100% of the time. <laughs> but it allows for it uh, on a very minuscule scale. And on top of that, pu- the punishment is a lot more severe. So people, the men, are less likely to do it. And the women mm. in this case, to, who would commit you know, adultery or whatever, sperm theft and all that stuff, would be less likely to do it. Because in Islamic country, the punishment for uh, adultery, sex outside of marriage, whether you're married or not married, is, it is severe. So a woman mm. would not want to get pregnant when she's not married, because that would basically be proving to everyone that she had sex outside of marriage which would beget some kind of punishment for her. So no matter how you look at it, Islam would not allow for such atrocities to exist in the first place, but our society does, and that's something we need to deal with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, before we go into all the, the multiple facets of Islam, I want to quickly mention right now to all the viewers wondering, where, where's Anho, bro? Where the heck is Anho? Anho is currently moving. Yeah, he's moving his permanent residence to somewhere that we're not going to disclose right now obviously, because he's not here. I don't want to talk about that without him here. So when he's ready to come back on the channel, we'll talk about that, where he is, where he's moving to, uh, how long he's going to be there, so on and so forth. Uh, and by the way, guys, just a quick disclaimer, our live stream time might change now because of a very difference in time zone. Me and Rami are still, you know, at the same time zone, alhamdulillah. Um, okay, bismillah, before we go in, I want to preface this by saying, continuing off of what you were saying, Rami, they don't have the systems in place here because they also misunderstand the systems that we want in place. A lot of men that are supporting Drake in this, right? They might be a part of whatever movement that you want to call it. They might think, okay, you guys are talking about marriage. Cool. 
but we don't believe we don't want marriage look at the west look at the the divorce settlement laws look at you know the the woman always takes half regardless of what she did look at all the 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 false rape allegations and false rape convictions look at look at look at Kamala Harris keeping all those men in 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 prison knowing that they were wrongfully convicted this is reality so why would i want to get in a marriage with a woman now what if she leaves me anyway what if this happens and what they fail to understand is legally constituted marriage is very different than a religious constitution of marriage right i'm not saying you can't have both which you know you should have both but they're very different things multiple reasons we talked about um you can check out all of our episodes with uh, brother gabriel or uh, sheikh faras al-hamadi but we're not going to get too deep into that right now but multiple reasons they're, they're completely different and i know a lot of you are going to say okay men are naturally polygamous or some men naturally want to have multiple women look at look at what's happening in the west they're cheating they're doing this they're having mistresses side things whatever you call it but reality is in islam there's a solution for that we have polygyny now in islam it's not that we can't have monogamy you can have monogamy if you want to but polyg- polygyny is always an option right polygyny is permissible and it's from allah this prevents all these things that are happening like cheating and and you know sleeping around and and doing things under people's noses and all that but these are just some of the things that i want to bring up before we go on yeah so just to kind of piggyback off that point i want to mention something for the sisters as well because yes um as men we're going to understand men uh in, in the situations they find themselves in like you know when a man ends up getting ends up getting divorced despite being you know the best man he could be uh and then half his stuff is taken uh and even if he has a prenup even that's like kind of fishy business hard to deal with and all of that uh so he, his stuff basically he feels like it's it's stolen from him and his wife or his ex-wife now moves on with another man and and he's heartbroken and all that stuff men do experience that that pain tremendously and a lot of sisters feel very similarly when it comes to men where like for example when you know both of them get older the man may actually get more attractive and the woman gets less attractive and then the man ends up leaving her uh, divorcing her leaving her with nothing essentially except the mahar that she asked for which maybe was fifty thousand dollars maybe it was a kitten allahu alam and he ends up marrying someone else so on and so forth there's many problems uh in today's society as a whole mm-hmm. surrounding marriage and divorce and all of that because of the certain uh laws that we have in place that you know a woman basically ends up being entitled to half your stuff well who said that and that you know it's not mandatory for a woman to be given a dowry uh, and there's no such standard for a dowry. And when a woman, you know, even ends up being divorced, that the man should at least still take care of her for a certain amount of time. And he's definitely obligated to take care of his children and so on and so forth. You find all these issues like, you know, women ending up uh, picking and choosing kind of like, I want a man to, you know, support me uh, and financially and to make money. I don't have to pay bills. I don't have to do anything, hmm. but I'm not going to cook. I'm not going to clean. I'm not going to be the traditional wife. He's going to be a traditional man. You have them picking and choosing because it's natural for a woman to want to be taken care of by men. And that's a beautiful thing. We say that 100%. Women shouldn't have to work. If they want to, go for it. You start a business, go for it. Mm. Allah, like, Allah has given you that right, go for it. But we believe that the men should be the ones working, providing, and that the women just do a lot better of a job, nurturing, taking care of children, and, and so on and so forth. So we think that this is the best way to live. But since society and people, especially on the legislative level, want to ignore these these basic differences that we have and act like everyone's normal and whether you have uh, this genital or that genitalia or whatever, it's, it doesn't make a difference. We're honestly out of whack here, to be completely honest. Literally, bro. It's something we need to work on. Literally, bro. Like, <laughs> one channel or another. This, this is reality, bro, ladies and gentlemen, that whatever Rami's saying, 
the reason it's facts is I'm not just, you know, we're not just giving you reasons and saying, you know, believe this. It makes sense. It's sensical. But if you don't believe us, go go look at what's happening. Go go the other way. Take take do the opposite of what we're saying. We don't advise that, obviously. But but do it and 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 see where it gets you, bro. This is this is the West. And marriage, bro. I want to add to to your point about marriage. Marriage isn't something as as like big of a deal, you know, as as in the kofar. When I say big of a deal, it's still important, but it's not. There's no not so much emphasis. It's very normal. It's very simple. The yeah. Prophet some said the difference between halal and haram, mahar, two witnesses and a wali. Yeah. Simple, simple. Mm-hmm. This is not some big grand gesture proposal. You gotta you know date for nine years, then you gotta you know vet her, and then you you still gotta vet her. I'm not saying don't vet her now, but this whole nine ten year thing, this BS that you see, and and no one's saying you know that that you know you should get into marriages that simply in Islam, but I'm saying it's very simple. Divorce is permissible. There's there's roles and responsibilities. It's very clear cut. There's no you know if she if you know something happens and you leave that you have to give her half. And then for women, there's no like, okay, you're going to have to be expected to do what a man does. There's none of this. It's fair for both parties. It's very natural. It's very normal to our fitra. But what do you have when you have a society where marriage is sought out to be some some weird thing? SubhanAllah, bro, all the kofar friends I have from uni, most of them are in, in, in long-term relationships with, with a girl for like five plus years, but they're still not married. How does like? I don't blame them, bro, because they, they see marriage to be this huge commitment where I'm just like, bro, I know couples in Islam that are married for like a week or two and Allah might love them more than people that are just dating or together for 10 years because they have the blessing and the barakah from Allah. You know, it's not in, it's not just oh, I found a girl and let me just test it out and, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. And if you look at Islam compared to the West, You'll find so many differences, subhanAllah. And these differences are not just like, oh, we believe this we, and they believe that. These differences are like, this is why our societies uh, were better. When we had an Islamic khalifa and khilafa system and all of that. This is why the, you know, our societies thrived for so long. You know, the Islamic ummah was thriving for probably over a thousand years. It's because we had this beautiful way of life. And we look at society, people are wondering what gender they are. People are questioning what gender they are, even though they were born a very specific way. So look at the West and, and let's go to the root of the problem. And first, before I do that, I want to point something out. That the West will teach you that there you have one true love. You have one true love who you, will, you should fight through thick and thin to be with. And they're perfect for you and you're perfect for them. And you will have your happily ever after and so on and so forth. Yeah, let's 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 address that, bro. This this one itis thing you're talking about. This is yeah. this is something I've seen growing up, bro. There's only one true love. Yeah, and this is this is the big, uh, honestly, lie, a fairy tale. Like, bro, you're not Cinderella. I'm not Prince Charming. We're not amazing, <laughs> like, uh, you know, fairies running around putting magic dresses and, and heels on people. Listen, this is real life. This is the real world. In the real world. There's no such thing as the one true, perfect, only person. And at the same time, society's preaching that. They're also preaching that you should try and test and trial different people in relationships. And if they don't meet this standard of yours, which is like all the way up here, then kick them to the curb and go to the next person, whether you're a man or a woman. This is exactly so how is society teaching that you have one, but also having this breakup culture and this divorce culture. It's the most atrocious thing ever. And where is this rooted? This is rooted in liberalism. And what is liberalism? I'm not just going around calling people libtards and all that stuff. No. 
liberalism is the belief. It's a, it's, it's a way of life. It's a way of thinking. It's a, it's a principle. It's a belief that I should do whatever brings me pleasure. A lot of the time, physical pleasure, physical pleasure, uh, as long as I'm not you know, causing anyone harm. Now, there's, there's two huge issues with this. One, how do you know that something that's, not, that, that's pleasuring you in the moment is not going to hurt you in the long run? And then what, mm. you ha- what you have there, you just have a paradox that you maximize pleasure, minimize pain. But what if that pleasure now causes you pain in the future? What kind of paradox mm. is that? And what if, what, if uh, what seems to harm you now, like let's say that uh, you know, you've been drinking and you want to stop drinking for the, your long-term health, but it actually causes you some kind of depression and sadness in the moment because giving up is a really hard thing to do when you're addicted. Well, then, mm. do you say, well, no, I need that pleasure now? This is short-term gratification versus long-term gratification. And we live in a society that propagates this belief. So when you have a, you know, millions of people going around doing what pleases them physically, not putting the greater good of society uh, as a whole on the, on the top level in terms of their priority, then of course you're going to have cases like this. Of course you're going to have people that they, you know, they just look to sleep around. Like, oh, I'm going to use you and get my pleasure from you. And then when I find someone else that I can use and I don't need you anymore, I don't feel like I need you, I will kick you to the crib and I will go to that person and then do the same thing to them until eventually it's done to me. And then I do it on a larger scale because I'm even more pissed off now. And it just keeps going until a person dies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rami, you're right, bro. Hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> this is this is this is this is the cycle you know the abused becomes the abuser when, when are people going to realize that the systems they have in place the the standard operating procedure sop that they're following in the west man-made is is not really what's natural for us it's not from our creator it's not it's not something that's sustainable there's no you know there's no wisdom in it there's no hikmah in it there's it's not from allah it, it's it's evident it's self-evident but people keep thinking, okay, no, maybe it's the one. And I want to, I want to take this, take this opportunity to just say, the media is extremely responsible for this, bro. The media is extremely responsible. You have yeah. girls reading these romance novels and fairy tales, having this one guy that that is clearly not for them, but they think they can change him because she's so great that she can defy, you know, male sexuality or or male proclivities. That you know, at the end, you know, he he turns into Prince Charming and he actually becomes a good guy when he shouldn't have been someone that she gets with anyway. And you know, we, we get into this culture where people are taking things into their own hands. The egocentrism of men and women today, by far. Uh, unprecedented levels bro people think that it's it's all selfish but i can turn this person into who i want to turn into you know i can make this marriage work we maybe i'm so smart that i don't need to pray istikhara or i don't need to you know you look at signs from allah or i don't need to go to someone else i'm so smart that i know this person that i see as a potential candidate i know they're my soulmate i know i'm gonna last with them forever we're never gonna break up we're gonna love each other forever and nothing's gonna happen then you have stuff where you put so much emphasis and so much of your happiness in someone where you don't look at them as a spouse. You look at them as a part of you. And what happens when someone's a part of you, when they leave and they walk away, which is very natural, you know, in reality, that you feel like you're missing a part of yourself. You feel like you lost a part of yourself. But the issue was you let them become a part of your identity too soon. Now, this isn't a a podcast about love and, and wholeness and any of this. So we'll spare you all that emotional stuff. But how this links to this is... All these people that are committing zina, trying to keep, you know, finding the one. Because cause don't don't give me this this whole, you know, zina culture. And look at actors, look at people that have made it. They can have any girl they want. They can have any man they want. Yet they're still married, right? So everyone wants companionship. Everyone wants that, that you know, 
spouse or spouses if you're a man but it's like until you find that if you think you know you're just gonna find you know success everywhere you go every person you sleep with you're not gonna find reality and you're not gonna find fulfillment that way you think you might but you're not gonna find it that way um for all the women that are watching this that that's with a man and you know the man is not serious about you and not committed to you he hasn't come to your father he's not he's not down to take you seriously and commit why are you with him actions speak louder than words i know i know you might think you know he says he loves me though you know he says he'll do this but he never does well, well here's the thing he never does and for all the men that are with women that you know she keeps doing things that that does, you know crosses the line or displeases you and makes you unhappy and you say oh it, it was just that one time or this nah bro like except that you might not be with the right person and that allah has something better for you but you might not get that because you're too scared to hold on to what you think is right for you yeah yeah that is very true that is very true allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in the quran that you may love a thing which is bad for you and you may hate a thing that is good for you you don't know and Allah knows. There's your answer right there. You don't know. You feel, you think, you desire, but you don't know. And that's the problem. You think that your thoughts are you knowing. You think that your desires are you knowing. They're, those aren't, that's not purpose. That's not fact. That's not truth. That's not knowing what's actually best for you. That's just desiring. Hmm. People might desire you know, to do drugs or to drink. Is that what's good for them? People might desire to go harm people in society. Some people actually do. Is that actually something that's good? No. So what we desire is not actually what's always best for us. Sometimes it is. But this is the key. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us. He says, you have these desires. You have them. You can only fulfill them in a way that I say is permissible. In a way that I say is best. So you have sexual desires. You can only fulfill them through marriage, through nikah, with a man and a woman. It's the only way it's allowed. Any yo, other ways? Yo, Rami, look at this. Address this, bro. The word zina means rape or sexual force. Nowhere in the Quran is this father mandated for a relationship. Like the wali. What? Where is this coming from? So you're telling me that Abu Bakr didn't give Aisha in marriage. You're telling me that the Prophet didn't give Fatima in marriage. You're telling me that the Prophet didn't specifically say that to have a nikah, you need a wali. You need the permission of the wali and the approval of the wali. And zina meaning uh, just uh, sexual force or rape. How about the woman, the woman who went to the Prophet and said, I committed zina. Is she saying that she raped a man? Which does happen, by the way, but we're just saying statistically. Yeah, and I'm saying back then. Hmm. Back then, they, they, they didn't, they, she didn't have a drug to drug him and make him drowsy. Yeah, and... Back then, when men were marrying, their, when men were burying their daughters. Yeah, like, like where are you getting this from, bro? Well, you're actually you're the one operating out of off of culture, a liberal culture. You're operating off of a liberal culture, actually. Uh, so you really need to check that and go ask a, a scholar. <laughs> bro, it might be a hadith rejected, bro. Maybe Allahu Alam. Probably actually that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, back to the topic, inshallah. I'm telling you Listen, so you, okay, I think they are a hadith rejector. You want the Quran, I'll give you the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that this, we have revealed this book, we have revealed the Quran so that you, the Prophet, can explain it to them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he also says in the Quran that they will never be true believers. They will never fully believe until they make you, the Prophet, 
a judge between them in all their affairs, all their disputes, and find no discomfort in their heart when you give a ruling and submit with full submission. The only way you do that today is with the hadith of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And what does he say? He teaches us exactly what zina is and the punishment for zina, as it's mentioned in the Quran. He teaches us what nikah is and the conditions for nikah, as mentioned by the Prophet in the hadith. And if you reject it, then honestly, like you have to, you're, honestly, you're not a Muslim, to be completely honest, because you're going against the Quran here at this That's point. Thing. And then, bro, in the Sharia, in the legal jurisprudence of Islam, Authentic hadith hold the same equivalent legislative authority as any ayah from the Quran. Any ayah from the Quran. This is facts. Nowhere am I saying they're it's you know they're they're equal in terms of of uh, you know who it's from. No, one from Allah, one's you know narrations from the Prophet But in terms of Islam, they're just as authoritative in the court. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Anyway, did we cover most of the points that were on your mind in terms of this whole Drake issue? How Islam is, is literally the antidote to all of this fashion that's going on. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. I just want to mention something in the beginning. Uh, there were a lot of people who were kind of questioning, you know, why are you talking about this? Thought of this Islamic podcast and all that. And these same people, may Allah bless them, may Allah bless them. These same people took a complete 180 and they're not agreeing with us and back to like, you know, whatever they were saying before. Uh, just guys, you know, us, Assume the best, always assume the best and look for the best and don't be so quick to jump to conclusions because this is another uh, concept that we have in our society, this cancel culture and this whole like, you know, I, I, I got a little waff, a little scent of something I don't like. Let me completely condemn this person. Uh, just be more careful, inshallah. Um, other than that, I think everything, alhamdulillah, has been said. Mm -hmm. well, all right, so anyone has any questions, any any inquiries? We got about 20-ish minutes left. So we're going to address these questions, and then we got Jama. Yes. Rami, bro, what time is Jama today? 1.30. 1.30. Alhamdulillah, bro. It's one uh, one forty-five for us. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. Cutting it close, man. Zero, sister writes... I couldn't believe my eyes when I read the title. Yeah, that's 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 what that's what it is. That's that's what it's come to, bro. Or sis, or you know, this this is what it is. I'm 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 surprised because when I read it, I, I found out on Twitter, bro. I don't know about you, but when I found out, I was like, bro, this has to be one of those jokes, bro, or like just just you know, like a like a fake accusation or something like that. But yeah, yeah, it's crazy, yeah. bro. Yes, Allah. Okay, Sister Bush writes, what are the advantages and disadvantages of polygyny? Okay, so first thing, let me pin that up right there. Um, I want to get this off before, you know, Rami, let me know if I miss anything, right? So the main advantage of polygyny, main advantage, and, there's, and when I say main, I'm just, you know, from me, there's, there's no, you know, there's a, not, no hierarchy, right? So for all the advantages of polygyny, for anyone watching, what is polygyny, right? Because we got to address this first. There's polygamy and polygyny. Polygamy with an M at the end instead of an N is just sleeping with multiple people, having you know relations with multiple people, having intercourse with multiple people, or marrying multiple people, whatever you want to call it. It's just person with multiple people, um, or 
It could be multiple people with multiple people. That's like polyamory and all this. We're not getting into this. Polygyny with an N is one man having multiple women. Okay? We're not introducing Islam yet, right? This is just the, the word linguistically, what polygyny means. One man with multiple women. The advantages of polygyny, if done right in Islam, which is one man with a, with a maximum of four women, all of those women get security. So in the traditional monotheistic, not, not monotheistic, what am I saying? Monogamy, because um, we're still monotheistic. Monogamy, which is in the kofar, and you know, it's, it's a very new phenomenon, right? It's a very selfish thing too, um, if you want to enforce it. When you have monogamy, you're guaranteeing that one woman has provisioning. You are guaranteeing it. Alhamdulillah. There's nothing wrong with that. When you have polygyny, you're guaranteeing up to four women have provisioning from that one man. Okay? If done correctly. Another benefit is men are naturally polygamous. Men have natural polygamous tendencies. Nowhere am I saying men can't do monogamy. Men can, of course, do monogamy. But when men have this natural proclivity, this higher testosterone, this higher sex drive, and they have you know, a natural tendency to want variety and more you know, outlets, and I'm just saying it as it is, because no other channel will say it like this, but when men want that, and you expect them to be monogamous, it's going against our fitra, guys. It's going against our nature. You denying polygamy is you denying Islam. Or sorry, polygyny is denying Islam. Because Allah has made it permissible for us. It is the sunnah. So when you look at, you know, polygyny, it allows men a healthy uh, way of practicing this sexual inclination without cheating, adultery, fornication, zina, all of this fahisha. Furthermore, an advantage of polygyny is you still guarantee lineage, your heredity, your paternity. Right. So when you look at polyandry and a lot of women will say, why can't women have four husbands? Right. Let's say let's assume a, a woman has four husbands. All right. She has four husbands, um, which is very smart, by the way, because once she gets pregnant, she's out of commission for nine months. So very smart. <laughs> In nine months, she has a kid. She doesn't know who's who's the father. She doesn't know. So there's scientific primary peer reviewed literature to show that kids that grow up without assurance of paternity, as in knowing who their father is more likely to get into uh, a lot of societal disease. We'll leave it at that. But the kid doesn't know because how will, how will they? The mother doesn't even know because the mother had four partners. Now, I know today in the modern world, we have paternity tests. That's besides the point. That's not what I'm talking about. A woman, when she gives birth to a kid, son or daughter, she knows 100% that's her kid. There's no doubt in her mind that that's her kid, right? Because it literally came out of her. A man can never get that guarantee. I know if a man, even if a man has a wife and it's like monogamy, you know, just one man and one woman, he never has that assurance of paternity the same way that she has the guarantee of maternity because she knows the baby came out of her. He doesn't know if that's his. It could be. But now when you add three more men into that mix, it's a 25% chance at most that it's his, right? So that's one point. That's one disadvantage of, of uh polyandry and one advantage of polygamy polygyny polygyny offers the same assurance of paternity that monogamy does it's still 100 because when you have one man and multiple women all the women know it's hers because it came out of them and the man knows it's his because he's the only man right if done properly if no cheating and all this and hospital switching and all this stuff that goes on so that's one advantage Rami, can you think of any other advantages that i might have missed aside from this um 
No, I would just kind of like go over what you mentioned if you don't have anything more to add. Sorry? I, I just kind of want to reiterate some things you mentioned, but if you have more to add, I'll wait till you're, you're done. I, don't, I really don't think there's, there's much more things I could think of um, for advantages of that. Um, and also, it gives women that uh, might not find partners and might not have an easy time finding partners um, a partner. Yeah. It gives everyone companionship at the end of the day. But yeah, yeah 100%. Come on, bro. 100%. Yeah, and we can always we can talk about the uh, the wisdoms behind it. Jazakallah khair, sister. May Allah bless you. Jazakallah khair, sis. Always tuning in every week. May Allah bless you for blessing us. I mean, I mean, you're up. Vibe. So you can you can look at the wisdoms forever. You can even argue that like you know uh, there would be less divorced women because if a man can marry four wives, then he'd be more likely to marry at least one divorcee or one widow or. Uh, you know, whereas if he was married one woman, he's less likely to marry a divorced woman, a widowed woman, woman, and all of that, um, so on and so forth. So you can argue all these things. But essentially, when we say polygyny, we're talking about, again, what, Islam, what it is Islamically entails, meaning that a man, he pays mahr four times to four different women. He takes care of four different women. He houses four different women and the children and the kids. So there's more halal, less haram more Muslim children and less children born out of wedlock and so on and so forth. So any blessing that you could see in monogamy, one marriage, mm. you could see that times four. In yeah, this, is, this is not four girlfriends, like he's saying, not four side chicks. Four women you take responsibility and accountability for. From who? Yes. In the eyes of Allah, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And in an Islamic country, uh, under the Sharia law as well. 100%. Because here... You can promise a woman that you'll pay her a 50k mahr and then just never do it and be held accountable by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in Islamic country, they will make sure you pay that. The, the, under Sharia law, you are, that's like a legal obligation upon you now because you said you would do that and you signed off on it and everything. 100%, 100%. All right. Now, disadvantages of polygyny wow this is a very this is a loaded question so i'm trying to think bro let me know if you could think of any the, the only, only disadvantage i could think of polygyny mm -hmm. is when it's not done right i was gonna say the same exact thing yeah because you see a lot of things where men are favoring one wife over another wife and they're giving one wife more rights pause that ain't islam so i don't know that shouldn't happen in the first place that's like saying, oh, what if I marry someone and he turns out to be an alcoholic? Therefore, marriage is bad. It's the same reasoning. Marriage is not bad. You're, 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 you're equivocating two things that are, that are not, the, the, the premises are not related whatsoever with one another. So you cannot say that, oh, I, I did polygyny or my mom did polygyny and I saw what it did to her, the, the look on her eyes when, when my dad stayed with the other woman five times a week and gave her more love and time and all that's not polygyny, my friend. That's not polygyny done properly the Islamic way. Yeah. So that's one issue. Another issue is when, uh, you know, so the first one was a man gives more rights to one wife than the other, other wives, um, whether it be in equality or equity. That is not Islamic whatsoever. Right? Can you think of any other ways that uh, people might misuse or not do polygyny correctly, bro? Yeah. Um, I think that's basically it because we can't, even as Muslims, we can't even try and argue that polygyny is bad or has disadvantages in any way to be honest um like imagine arguing anything else was like has disadvantages like salah has disadvantages mm -hmm. like can you imagine someone claiming that like it's not it doesn't have any disadvantages 
unless you as a person believe it's wrong mm. and it gives you cognitive dissonance, which is what people are taught nowadays, yeah. that it's wrong. Or if you're not doing it right, as, as Brother Fayyad said. Other than that, yeah. there's, there's no problems. Facts. Sister Busha, I just want to say Jazakallah Khair for your amazing questions. You know, you gave one amazing question. We're going to answer your second one too. And to anyone watching that, there, there's a ton of comments on the side. We're using StreamYard, so if we don't address your questions, because of just the sheer number of questions that we're having, if you do want to guarantee your answer is your question is answered, send a super chat so I get a notification at the top and I can easily click it and then I'll pin the message and we'll answer it, inshallah. That being said, Sister Busha writes, as a young adult, I don't understand why society has such a bad mindset to man or men who choose polygyny even if done right can you explain so the first thing i want to say is this is when you talk about society you're talking about culture and cultural norms and the ways of the land and not allah because nowhere in islam is polygyny something to be shy of or to move away from when you look at culture this is a very postmodern culture of monogamy. Monogamy was not a thing even, even 200 years ago, a year, 100 years ago. Look at the kings, look at the archbishops, look at all the rulers of, of Europe and, and all of this. This is, this is not something that's, that's natural. Polygyny was natural. So at that time, when you bring something like, you know, polygyny with even four as a cap, that's weird. Because men were having hundreds of women. Men were having no limit on women. So even when you went from that to polygyny with four, that's weird. It's like, that's not, that's not with the times. Now, fast forward, we're moving to a time where monogamy is the norm. So polygyny with even two would be, you know, it's weird. What are you doing, bro? Why do you need two women? Do you not love her? This is, this is another thing we can get into in another episode that has nothing to do with love, at least, you know, for men. Um, yeah, so it's culture culture they they equivocate this they have bad you know experiences with this there's a taboo in in the muslim culture not with islam with intimacy even we're just talking about sex and talking about these things with your kids and you look at the prophet he was not shy about these you know any topics with with kids and and the youth and in the message talking to them and and giving lectures about this none of the sahaba were, were shy about these things you know, intimacy is something that I think is, is something to not shy away from so that you can maintain, you know, our, our, our Islamic, you know, the ummah and propagate it. Yeah. But there's so many taboo things. They're shy about this. They don't like to talk about, you know, polygyny and, and intimacy and all this. So, Allah wallam, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true, subhanAllah. Um, and I mean, with anything we have, we have to ask where did it come from? This monogamy thing, where did it come from? We actually got it from the Romans. Uh who were non-Muslims, uh, who have committed many atrocities, so on and so forth. So you would have to ask the question that why is monogamy the only thing that's good? And why is polygyny something that's actually bad? Because everyone, like it's we're taught in society that it's wrong, that it's bad. But the truth is no one can actually prove that. The reason they think it's wrong or bad is because they've already decided that it's not our way. And anything that's not our way is automatically bad. It's honestly the same line of thinking as like as like tribalism, racism. It's not if it's not from amongst us, then it's 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 not allowed. Hmm. If, if you're not liberal, it's not allowed. If it's not democratic, it's not allowed. That's exactly how the West has been for decades now, maybe mm -hmm. uh, over a century. And I believe Catholicism, like modern day mainstream Christianity, is monogamy. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and someone has to fact check me on this too, but you're not allowed to do divorce in Christianity too till death do your part. So I don't know. A lot of things in Christianity, they're not normal. You know, this episode is not on Christianity, but what we're trying to say, uh, sorry, I don't mean normal, I mean natural, right? In Islam, everything is natural. 
all these laws, they already resonate within us. They already make sense intuitively, right? For men, having multiple women permissibly in, in, in a proper righteous way, um, for divorce, for, you know, providing for women. Men naturally want to provide for women. This is another thing too. Men don't want, you know, a woman providing for them. Women want a man providing for them. But men naturally have this proclivity to provide for a family, to provide for those that he's provisioning for, and to, to feel respected for that, right? It's not the other way around. Now, this is not saying a woman can't work or can't provide for her family, you know, if she wants to, but the obligation is not there. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. How to marry multiple women? Any advice? The only advice I'll give you is if you can't even have success with one woman and run a marriage properly with her, don't even think of multiple women. Yeah. Listen, the only advice is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. He says, marry two, three, or four, but if you cannot be just and fair between them, marry only one. Hmm. Make sure you're ready, basically. Sheikh, I just want to say, um, by the way, he's talking about uh, this comment, how to marry multiple women, right? So Sheikh writes, uh, you know, get loads of money. I just want to say that you can have all the money in the world, but you're not going to have a righteous wife necessarily, unless Allah wills that for you. So this is something we talk about in the episode we have with Ali Dawa. So check that out. Just search up the three Muslims Ali Dawa on YouTube and see that episode. It's a very good episode for anyone that's currently trying to get married or they have marriage on their mind or they just can't find marriage or polygyny or anything. When you have Allah's blessing, when you're fixing your affairs and Allah has, you know, a wife or wives ready for you, that's when you get them. It's not having loads of money. Now, I'm not going to lie and say money doesn't help. Of course, money helps even with monogamy, even finding the best partner that you can get. Money will help you for dunya worldly things. But we as Muslims, we don't we don't believe that money takes precedence over Allah whatsoever. We don't, you know, in the dunya, money can get you a lot of things. You want to buy a car, you want to do this, of course. When it comes to marriage and finding a righteous spouse that Allah has for you, the only thing that can get you that is Allah. There's no money, there's no, you know, status, oh, I need a good job. And I know this is this is a hard pill to swallow because people coming from, you know, the South Asian and maybe the Arab communities where the parents are saying, you know, how are you going to find a wife? You're not a doctor yet. You're not a lawyer yet. I know. It sounds a little crazy. I know people that they've just graduated university at 18. They've gotten a spouse before going to uni. They're still with them 10 plus years. And now they're still together and they're really happy. I know people that are doctors that have 300, 400, 500K income. And they're, they're still not married, bro. They're still not married. In my own family. Like, this is not a surprise, bro. Money doesn't bring you a spouse. You know? Money can bring you women. But money doesn't necessarily bring you a wife. Yeah. yeah. And I also want to mention the flip side with money, that with more money you have, you have more of a chance of that money being spent or earned incorrectly. And that opens a whole other realm of, of worries. Uh, because there, when we look at life, we don't just have men and women in marriage. And like there's, there's, there's so much more to life than just you know, married and intergender relationships and all that. Uh, let's say you have billions of dollars. Bro, you, honestly, I wouldn't even be mar- worried about marriage. I'd be worried about how the billions of dollars are being spent if I'm giving in charity, if I'm actually helping the ummah with this money. Because to be completely honest, we, we, we praise relationships too much. We praise marriage too much. It, mm-hmm. Honestly, it didn't seem like the constitution of marriage is very important Islamically. But it's not, it should not be put to a level where it's like it, it's all that matters to us. There were some scholars that dedicated their life to Islam 
either decided they're not going to get married or forgot to get married. Imam Nawawi, when he was passing away, they asked, why didn't you get married? He said, I forgot. Because he was so focused on the deen of Allah. Imam Bukhari, when he, asked, when he was asked, why don't you get married? He said, don't waste my time with that. Like I have the deen of Allah to focus on and, and look at what he ended up producing. So first and foremost, be on like this level where any money you have, you're spending in the way of Allah and you're focused on earning it in a way, in a way Allah says is permissible and spending in a way that he thinks is best. And then worry about, you know, other things in dunya matters and everything. Alhamdulillah. Rami, bro, I got a physics question from you because my boy Anho is not here today. So if we got 113 viewers on the live stream right now, how many likes should we have? Um, 113? Yeah. Let me just calculate it, man. So I have my calculator Calcul here. Yeah, yeah. I got so it right Okay, now we have 116 viewers. So how okay. many likes should we have? 113 plus 3 times 0 0.8. Uh, syntax error. Um, about 600. 600 okay you you heard it here first bro um your range of error is also probably like zero right so it's like this is the, this is the correct answer like objectively uh -huh. 600 likes minimum we should have on this video guys so what are you doing smash the like button and before we end up the stream i just want to say one thing we're not saying live broke we're not saying don't make money we want you to make money matter of fact money will get you farther in this dunya in terms of living and, and being shackled to the system, they're not having money. It will give you capability. It will give you freedom. It will give you uh, rights to do what you want to do, right? And not just, you know, oh, should I, may, should I work at this haram place for a lot of money or do halal for a little money? No, money will prevent all of this. You know? What we're saying is the way that you guys are looking at money is not the way that I want you to look at money. Don't look at money as, as a means to get farther in terms of uh, you know, worldly affairs if you don't have Allah in the picture already. Allah has to be in the picture. Once that's in place, okay, yeah, then then worry about money. Worry about Allah, focus on Allah, pleasing Allah. Money will come naturally. And I'm a testament to this, bro. Rami, I don't know about you, but I'm a, I experienced this firsthand. When I'm chasing money and I'm chasing the dunya, it's an uphill battle, bro. But when I'm chasing Allah and pleasing Allah, the dunya is at my feet, bro. Yeah, 100%. I think there's actually a hadith that says that. I agree. So if you guys want to, you, you know, go more into that, check out our episode we're going to do with Musa Adnan, our brother Musa Adnan. It's going to air this weekend on Sunday. Y'all better watch it. Smash the heck out of the like button on that video. Share it to all your friends. This is, I'll, I'll say this, Rami. This, to me, and this is also what brother Musa Adnan sent me a voice memo today on. We both agree that this is the best episode that we've ever, you know, listened to or been in. Like, one of the best. Like, this was insane, bro. What about you? Yeah, 100%. Definitely, definitely one of the best, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. 100%, 100%. I guess we got two minutes left. Any other last-minute questions, let us know. If not, we are going to end the stream. Okay, is there any ruling in Islam that says it's a must-have kids? I don't, I don't think so. Not that I can think of. There's no ruling in Islam to even get married to begin with. It's just heavily encouraged. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said, don't say, don't say that you will not get married. Like, don't say I'm not getting married. Hmm. But it's not uh, as far as I know. When's the tour to UK? Uh, man, when, when this whole craziness that's happening in the world ends, or at least alleviates, because right now in Canada, things are not looking good, then we can leave and we'll definitely visit the UK, inshallah. Inshallah. Okay, next question. Where in Canada are you guys in? Ontario. 
Ontario. There we go. Mashallah. Okay, uh, big man writes, money is so important, but it should never be a priority over Yahya. 100%. 100%. Look at the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum. Look at the companions of the Prophet, Uthman, radiallahu anhu. Like, like, people had money. The the greats, um, the greatest companions, the greatest Muslims, They we, we had money. They, we were not poor. I'm not saying, no one saying being poor. But they had Akhira first. They prioritized Akhira over everything else. And today we have this opposite thing where it's like people are chasing money but it's like at the expense, you know, like, oh, I have important client calls. I'm going to get all of them, but I'm not going to pray until at the end. And now I have four prayers to make up. That's not that's not the way, you know, make time for Allah. and Just watch, just watch how you exceed in this dunya. <coughs> Inshallah one day, man, it's, it's going to be good. Where's the third brother? Uh, we mentioned at the, end of, at the beginning of the stream, he is traveling at the moment. Yeah. Why? Oof, bro! Don't don't get me started. I, I believe someone did a comparative essay, a mathematician, about the the wealth that Uthman anhu had, and it was somewhere along, I believe, a hundred billion or like just billions. Like I, I don't even want to get into that, but just billions, just numerous, just just financial freedom, you know. And that's the level you want to get to when you want to do something like build a mosque or or stuff like that. There's no crowdfunding or can you guys you know help me out with this. You are the source. You are the money. You go around like, you know, you're self-sufficient. There's no asking people, no handouts, none of this. And that's the thing. Even if you want to be uh, an imam today, if you want to be a sheikh today, I'm not, I'm not putting shade on anyone on this when I say this, but to some extent, if you want to belong to an organized, uh, I guess, affiliate, you know, affiliated with an organization, you somewhat have to say stuff that they want you to say. And you can't talk too much about things, you know, that they don't want you to talk about. One of my friends, he's a sheikh, and he was uh, he was an imam at different masjids in uh, the UAE for you know a lot of numerous years, ten plus years, and bro, they were literally giving him a script. Like, forget saying what you want to say to uh, to you know on your own thing. He had a script. He couldn't even say what he wanted to say. So, this is what I'm talking about. This is the reality of of you know today. Having money gives you freedom to do what you want when you want, and if you have akhira in your hands already, and you're pleasing Allah, then. Game over. Like, what can you not do with money? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, last minute. Will you make an episode with Brother Hijab? I right, anyone watching this episode that's made it this far, I want you to go to Muhammad Hijab's channel. I want you to go to his most recent video, whatever it is. I haven't checked in a while. And just, just spam the comments. No, I'm just playing. Don't spam the comments. One comment per person. Uh, just, just write to get on the Three Muslims podcast. You know, just 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 go over there, hit him up, or go on Instagram, find Muhammad Hijab, go on his latest post, and just just write that in the comments. We gotta get Muhammad Hijab on the podcast. We got everyone else on. We gotta get Muhammad Hijab on the podcast, bro. Inshallah, Mufti Menk as well. Uh, Numan Ali Khan. Is there anyone else that, that comes to mind, bro, for you? Um, not that I can think of now, to be honest. Okay, Alhamdulillah. All right, uh, last question. You still going gym? Bro, I'm doing home workouts, man. Gyms are closed. Everything is locked down. Yeah. Rami, what about you? Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. MMA is closed too, so yeah, it's kind of tough, bro. Just body weight only right now. Yeah. All right. And y'all should give Street Dawa a try. Rami, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, inshallah. I, I, I agree we should. I mean, Onhill, you know, he would have to do it himself in Thailand, unfortunately. But uh, I do believe we should. I know some brothers are already making an initiative like in Toronto and stuff. 
Uh, so inshallah, in the areas that, that we live in, I think we should, inshallah, definitely give it a shot. Maybe once it's more, it's warm. So, you know, the people we're discussing with don't feel like they have to run away to get, you know, into a, a warm place. Mashallah, mashallah. All right. That being said, it's Friday. What's Friday? It's Jummah day. Your friendly reminder that if you're a man and you are Muslim and you are trying to better, you're trying to better your, your deen and you're closest to Allah, go to Jummah. It's obligatory. What are you doing? There's no optional. It's not, it's not recommended. It's not, it's not something that's, you know, just you should do it like, like for women. Um, well, that's a different story. It's optional for women, for men. It's mandatory. It's obligatory. Go to Jummah, make it happen. And don't use hot sauce guys. Don't use hot sauce. <laughs> Bye. And with that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa kina adha bin nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And we got one last question. Uh, no, there is no episode with Daniel Hakikachu. There's two episodes with Daniel Hakikachu that we dropped a few months ago. So check that out. If you haven't, smash the like button. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.